It's like, what in the world are you doing in trades, Grace? <laughs> I didn't want to be in trades. <laughs> I wanted to be um, a neurosurgeon, or and I went to school to be an attorney. But my dad's a contractor. My uncle's a contractor. I've been around it my whole life. And when I got a job in college running a small construction mm -hmm. company, it just kind of stuck. And I've been in construction since 1996, I want to say, 95, 96. Um, my husband and I started our current company right before the Great Recession. We literally... 08? Uh, no, 07. At 07. the end of 07. Yeah. And then 08, we started buying lots and land. And then literally, we inked our first deals one week before <laughs> the Great Recession. So we, it's just been a, a long haul. And um, we've enjoyed just, you know, coming from nothing to a lot. Um, and I don't know, it's just a natural thing being in the trades. I'm the, I, I do get called the token lady builder. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't take offense to that just because people don't understand. Right, um, right. Uh, and I'm trying my best to work with collaborating with, I'm on the HBA board of directors and um, my friend Pat Hamill has um, a construction, it's, it's a, the Colorado um, Foundation for, I'm having a brain fog right now, but um, trying to just get awareness out for females and women in the trades and females and women in construction in general. Because you don't find a lot of us. You don't. You don't. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have this show is so that we can introduce people to incredibly successful uh, ladies in trades and, and knowing that it is an open avenue and opportunity for people to explore. Lauren, I know you're an organizer. When we talk about trades, what's your link? And tell us a little bit how you got into what you're doing as well. So for me, I always like to say that I am a, a tradesperson that nobody recognizes as the tradesperson um, until I'm in and we're having to talk about the space and how it works and, oh, you want to you, you remove that wall? Oh, you, you want to take out those cabinets and replace those shelves? Oh, we want to gut this back office for this. Now we're talking about exactly that. And so then I talk about me being a handy ma'am, if you will. Yeah, um, handy ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I will do the things, but like my team also says that like you, you know how, but you also don't like to do it. And I was like, that's true. Um, <laughs> I'm the same way. Like I want, I know how to hang the shelf and I can do a good job, but I don't, do I want to hang the shelf? So, yeah. um, you know, but also like knowing enough to be able to work with qualified other tradespeople in order to make sure that things can go smoothly or as smoothly as possible in this volatile environment mm -hmm. that we're having to deal with. And then also smoothing over clients, mm -hmm. you know, and having to be that person because I do typically work with a disorganized client, mm -hmm. right? And so actually getting a disorganized client to get through the process of a renovation without it being like a huge to-do and relatively on time as best as we possibly can, yeah. you know, which is a huge task especially if you're neurodivergent. Indeed, indeed. Lauren Clayton with clarity for your chaos. Uh, Boo, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, you can call me Boo. <laughs> <laughs> We're all friends here. <laughs> I've called her Boo all my life, so I don't know how to say, all of her life. Yeah. I don't know how to say that differently. Let's talk about, you know, Elite Roofing, uh, two-time Inc. 5000's list of fastest growing privately owned businesses in America. Yes. Uh, awarded uh, so many times and in so many ways. How did trades end up to be a space for you? For me, I think the same way that it has ended up being a space for the majority of women in the trades, and that is you have a brother, husband, or father in the trades. <laughs> and for me, it was the middle one. So my brother um, is in the trades. And... Uh, invited me in yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so that's how I ended up in it um, I always say that you know nobody like starts out you know male female regardless saying I'm gonna grow up and be a roofer I think roofing finds you um, and then you can't get out you're like stuck you know <laughs> but you love it because it's just an industry with a massive amount of mm -hmm. opportunity um, not only that it's just like needs a voice of organization in it 
you know? So I think that we fit well as women inside of the trades because there's such this huge need for um, organized systems, standard Mm -hmm. operating procedures, Mm -hmm. things that, you know, come very, very Mm -hmm. naturally to us. Mm. Well, that, that's, that's. Totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We got, we got three ABNs on that Michelle, if you're at home listening, I know you're saying the same thing yes. without the trades, but <laughs> trying to keep this knucklehead organized is another thing. So organization really kind of fits some inroads into the trades because I hear you what you're saying, that we is much more a better fit for women. But tell me about the challenge of of, uh, of being elevated, being taken seriously in this space, getting opportunities for leadership, and et cetera. Who wants to start that conversation? I could start it. Go, please. So I remember way back when I was like 22, something like that, working mm-hmm. for that small builder. And then I got a new job with a little bit larger regional builder. And I was in charge of, I was the vice president of operations, and I was in charge of everything. And I was very young, and I was a woman. And so it does take a man to step in, I think, I know, in the trades and in this, this environment. And he, his name was Kurt. He took a step up for me and um, told all of our trade partners, our bank partners, our developer partners, just take her serious. She knows exactly what she's doing. Um, because in this space, uh, if you do find one or two men who will stand by you and kind of be like your um, kind of a champion, if you will, yeah, that's how you get... Yeah. So then I, from there I went to work for Richmond Homes. I was the director of purchasing there for North Division. And then I went to Meritage Homes. That was the vice president um, of Colorado, Meritage Homes. They're both large top ten public builders. And then um, from there I was able to, you know, start my own company because you, you just earn your way through, you know. And, and what I always stand behind is I don't use the woman card because I don't feel like – you know, I'm not, I don't ever say, well, I get paid less than a man or I get tr- mistreated less than a man or, you know, which is true. I mean, I, you know, people think I'm the salesperson or something, not the owner of the company, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but I always just believe that if you, you know, you, you work hard, you do the right thing, um, and you have the right people alongside you to lift you up, you get where you're going. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I heard all of that mm-hmm. it resonated. I guess the overarching message that I'm receiving is you need someone to champion you mm-hmm. in this business. All of you find out that was true for you as well? Yes. I agree with that 100%. And I think, you know, once you're champion, though, it falls on your own credibility. So once mm-hmm. you yeah. have somebody that, stand, you know, stands up for you, which, you know, it's this is not just a woman conversation. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been that way, and it probably will always be that way. And I'm learning more and more over the last couple of years how important networking is for that exact reason and our own personal brands and so on and so forth. But once you have that in people's mind, it's like stepping into being so intentional about your credit. Ability, you know, and it's so intentional about the conversations you have and so intentional about the way you present yourself at the table. And the argument is that maybe we shouldn't have to, you know, like don't be overly emotional or whatever the case. Maybe we shouldn't have to, but we do. And so we do. Right. You know, and so it's maintaining that credibility as well. Therefore, after if somebody has an idea of you in your mind and then you come in and you just reassure it and reassure it and reassure it, like it's it grows and grows and grows. And then write that in the industry, people are now like I have a very good reputation in the industry. And yes, did someone champion me 100%? And yeah. then I pulled my credibility behind that, mm. right. you know, to, to push it push it as far forward as I possibly could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being intentional and being mm-hmm. very conscious mm-hmm. of what you're putting out into the industry as well. June, I wanted to ask you real quick before we went to break, yeah. because I, you kind of came uh, uh, screaming and uh, into the industry. Right? <laughs> Kicking <laughs> yeah. kick and screaming into the industry somewhat uh, but but you're you're fitting I, I, I know uh, your team they respect you and uh, they honor your leadership along the way what, what have you seen challenging now that you're in uh, I think the biggest challenge that I'm seeing is um, everybody associates a company with um, my husband drew who started it so mm. now that I you know I'm trying to be the face there's like oh who are you you know mm. um, because I mean, because he was—he did such an incredible job, 
you know, getting the company out there and, yes. you know, getting the brand out and just building this from scratch. Right. Um, and, and he's just got this vibrant personality. So I'm very introverted. So for me to follow those footsteps, it's been a little bit harder. But um, I just do it from a different angle, like just with my personality. And so um, trying to build the networking groups and all that kind of stuff and joining different um, organizations and um, chambers and stuff like that. So well, it's you're certainly doing that well. You know, I'm I'm having fun doing it. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm getting there. It's it's been it's been an adventure. So I've yeah. met some great people along the way. Awesome. Indeed, we'll be back and we'll start continuing this conversation. Remember, you can give us a call at seven one nine three zero zero seven nine three six if you want to be involved in the conversation as well. We're here with leaders in the trades who happen to be female. So we'll be right <laughs> back with you as we continue the conversation on Family Flavors, The Slide. Another Life Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping those battling with mental illness and suicidal behaviors. Do you need to talk to someone? Our organization has recently received a grant to offer five free therapy sessions to eligible community members. If you live in the Fountain, Security, Widefield, Stratmore, Manitou Springs, and Monument areas, you may qualify for free therapy sessions. Even if you don't live in these areas, our network of counselors and therapists accept cash and most insurances. Don't suffer in silence. Schedule your appointment today. You can reach us at anotherlifefoundation.com or call us at 719-216-7238. Mental health is wealth. When times get tough and it seems like the odds are constantly stacked against you, wouldn't it be a blessing to know that you had an ace in the hole? Ladies and gentlemen, consider yourselves anointed because you can always bet on ace pawn and loans to have your back when difficult times attack. Are you down in your luck? Well, come on down and get the best bang for your buck. Ace Pawn and Loans is a family-owned and operated chain that has been servicing the people of Colorado Springs for over 40 years. Having been nominated and voted the best in Colorado Springs for four years running, Ace Pawn and Loan gives the ultimate attention to service and detail. Their staff at all three locations are impeccable and highly professional. Ace Pawn and Loan specializes in pawn loans, title loans, buying, selling, trading, check cashing, and money transfers. They even offer worldwide shipping. Ace Pawn and Loans is truly the best in the business. So make sure you contact the sincere patriots of pawnbroking and loans today. Trade today, get paid today. Catch the deals at three locations locally. 2339 Platte Place, 3060 South Academy Boulevard, 3638 North Academy Boulevard. Or find them on Facebook at Ace Pawn and Loans and tell them the slide sent you.
And we're back on the Be Encouraged show with Frank Sinclair on a Monday, Motivation Day. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, I hope my guests are sounding more excited than me because I am struggling today. This is one of those things. I don't know. I'm just, I just feel like mm, the energy level is not what it usually is. We need is. to get you but some I'm, coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Let's show your drinks. Yeah, we're going to get some of that for us. No, you don't want that. <laughs> I love doing sessions with Grace because they always have great coffee great food we do you guys just hook oh, me up we totally do so yeah yeah <laughs> let's go wednesday baby I'm not, i still had i still don't have the session yet so i'm still making up what i'm gonna do the show for you guys you so. always do fantastic well thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we're back in studio this morning lauren challenges what well, challenges being i know you started your business yourself and uh, just kind of went out on a limb. What was that process like? Well, I like falling. <laughs> <laughs> Off the limb? Yeah. Um, you know, I actually started my business in 2019, um, and then I got comfortable enough to be able to feel like I could do this full-time if I, like, went down to part-time in March with my full-time job and then kind of, you know, cycled my way out. Um, and then, you know, the pandemic hit, and I was asked not to come back to work, so I didn't, and I just did this full-time, and really, since then, we've grown, like, threefold over threefold over, I mean, it's been insane, I've been trying to catch up, honestly, um, the beginning of this year was catch-up for me, and I think that that was the hardest part, is just knowing that I've seen so many businesses that are great businesses fail because of the amount of growth that they had, mm -hmm. and not actually putting the infrastructure in on the, on the front end. And so I actually took the beginning of this year to really take the time and set aside this infrastructure so that way we can scale and grow because I want to be able to provide this better mm -hmm. and more frequently and be able to train people because I love what we do on the front and the back end of our business. Indeed. Indeed. If that sounded like a lot and you're out there thinking, uh, I want to start business, that sounds like a lot. Well, it is a lot. Yeah. That's just... Uh, that's just the process of business, right? It's a lot. It really is. So, uh, business owners in the trades industry, we're talking, we're going to get to some of the positive stuff that you guys can throw out the community. But as we're thinking about this, is, is it, do you still find the pushback in industry, uh, uh, Bree, uh, right now, with, with you navigating stuff? Uh, uh, the, I think you're the unquestioned leader at Elite, how was it hard to get to that place of credibility? Hmm, oh, that's a good question. That the, the, was a lot of questions because <laughs> I might answer that differently if I'm talking about industry in general versus just inside of my own organization. Um, I think inside of Elite, it was good. It's been good. I think everybody sees me and treats me as a leader um, 100% in that i think where the challenge was was for me to step into that role right so like there's you know five levels of businesses right you have your hourly wage employee you have your hourly managers okay you have your owners you have your facilitators and then you have your governing bodies okay so if i'm going from you know manager area all the way to facilitator because i'm not an owner okay i'm an appointed ceo not an owner ceo so i had to make a shift three steps, basically. Um, so taking on, okay, now I'm the fiduciary of this organization. I am financially responsible for mm -hmm. myself. Everything that happens inside this organization and everybody that this organization feeds was a challenging step for me. Mm -hmm. um, although I'm high responsibility on my values list, it still was like, it was like, I maybe that's why, actually. It felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders when I first stepped mm -hmm. um, from VP of Ops to, you know, CEO you know, to make that leap. So I think it was almost harder in my own mind than it was outside, you know, from an exterior point of view. I think today, not so much, um, but I think industry-wise, I think we're doing better on a contractor level as far as women goes and being, you know, open-minded and 
glad, excited to have that voice, that female voice inside the contractor space. I think where we're really still lacking is in distribution uh, and manufacturing. I yeah. think more so in distribution than manufacturing. I really love to make people uncomfortable. So I've been having that conversation a lot. Like, hey, like my distribute, like uh, one of my distribution comes into my office and they're like, hey, buy shingles from me. I'm like, hey, are there any women in your office? You know? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any females in your supply house? And they're like, no, I don't have a single woman in my supply house. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna buy your shingles then. You know, it's very playful like, but just so that people start thinking like, hey, like this is where our world is going. And I need to start thinking like, how do I get, I'm like not even answering the phones. There's not a single girl in your entire wow. building and you're shipping shingles. Like, who tells you when to ship them when? Yeah. Who organized it? Who organized it? There's yeah, no women. It's, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. 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 projecting it all here. Right. But I do right. think there is some, some challenging there, especially in leadership. It's the old boys club mm -hmm. in those spaces. I think eventually mm -hmm. all those old boys are going to die. In the next <laughs> 10 to 15, <laughs> 20 years. And that's when I think the shift will start to happen in distribution and manufacturing. I don't know if that sounds harsh, but. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> manufacturing and distribution yeah. is exactly what you say. It's, uh, it's, a, it's not just the good old boys club, I guess, if you will. They actually commit collusion and racketeering with all their, they get together and they do their little price increases. Mm -hmm. um, it's so funny how like every distributor has the same percentage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I call it the cartels. Yeah. Like, we have to deal with the concrete cartel, <laughs> shingle cartel, the lumber cartel. It's hard. Yeah. It's, you're exactly wow. right. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I didn't know. And, and Al Pacino, if you're out there listening to our show today, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I did not know we had a cartel going on in Colorado. It's not so. literally a cartel. <laughs> like, it feels like it. But it just works so that way, right? And all of us builders, we talk about it, even my contractors, my subs, we just feel like we just get beat up by these mm -hmm. manufacturers and suppliers who literally just arbitrarily Oh, well, if you want it, it's like 30% more, 50% more. Otherwise, you can't get it. Yeah, I read some yeah. data the other day that, and this might be a little bit of a left turn for us, but um, some data the other day that our, our, our um, material pricing has gone up like 13 to 20%, but our pricing to our customers has only gone up like 0.5%. Yeah. You guys like were absorbing. Yeah, that's what we're doing too. Contractor space yeah. altogether. Just Everybody's general, absorbing it. Mm -hmm. wow. We're not kicking it back to our customers right now because we need customers. Because we need customers. Yeah. We just came out of a pandemic. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's wow. tough out there. Wow. It's not just tough being a lady. It's tough because of the supply chain. It's just the hunger games, like we were talking it's about earlier. <laughs> it just depends on what district you're in, friend. <laughs> Try, trying to get cabinets is no, no joke right now. No joke. Cabinets is no joke. No joke. So when we say we need you to make a decision now, we need you to make a decision now. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're just fortunate to get things to, to be able to build our homes. It's And then Frank had mentioned something at one of our team building events because he, he's like, okay, wait a minute. So you have things that are hard to get on short supply, like LVLs, microlims, iJoys, et cetera. And people are stealing from your job sites things that are hard to get that take a long time to get. So, you know, same thing with cabinets. If they steal cabinets, it's like a 16-week lead time. So, you know, it's um, there's a lot of challenges out there. But I think as women, we have the ability and we're capable of uh, figuring them out. Because to your point earlier, Bree, um, we just have that mindset, right? We're mm -hmm. organized. We're, we want to go mm -hmm. out and make things happen. And um, we kind of yeah. see the whole, not that the men don't, but it's, we, we have our of own special we skills. You well, don't have to apologize that we don't. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a vision. It's, it's a we're, vision. We're different. Yeah. It's a vision thing where men see problems when they're in front of their faces. Mm -hmm. Women have the ability to see problems Far when they're out. farther yeah. apart. There's, there, that's by a God design. It is. It is. It's an intuitive thing. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is, mm -hmm. you know, for me as a woman business owner, I employ mostly women. And what I'm trying to do with my business is create a business that actually supports women mm -hmm. in business. Mm -hmm. So we work from nine to three because we got kids. And it was funny because the other day I was on a job site with a handy man. And he was like, we were, it was 3 o'clock, we were wrapping up. He's like, where are you guys going? I was like, we got kids. Like, <laughs> and, I just, and he was like, right. oh, 
okay, uh, uh, bye. And I was like, that, we have well, kids. And like, you, what are you, you probably put in more time and you were more efficient in that small period of time right. because you know you have kids, you have, have a job, you got to get it done, you're going to yeah. get it done, and then you got to get your kids. Right. It's just a different mindset. But also creating that space where my team members are able to know that they're supported as being moms instead yeah. of being like downgraded or um, right. it being an extra challenge. Like I want to create a business model, and I have, mm-hmm. and I want it to grow that creates something that moms can actually feel good about doing yeah. and not feel guilted about working at the same time. Yeah. You know, we've had reasonable accommodations in business for years, yeah. right? Uh, for our friends yeah. that are, um, uh, what's the word? Let me make sure I get Differently right. abled. Uh, excuse me? Differently, Differently abled. abled. Differently abled people. Accommodations. Isn't it reasonable that business start to think of those type of accommodations. We got kids, uh, right. other things, and that uh, are different. I know, uh, uh, Boo, you, your family consists of seven children. Yeah. So how is wow. that? How is that a challenge? It's a hockey team. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a challenge. There's been times I'm, you know, rushing out of the office at, you know, 3 o'clock, and I should have left at 2.45. But I never <laughs> leave at 3. Because my kids know they're going to wait on me. Yeah. They, because what I do is business. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, rushing out of the office to get my kids a 45-minute drive to pick my girls up from school, you know, to drive another 30 back home. Like, I'm, I'm blended family. So not only do I have, you know, five children still in the house, but they're on four different parenting plans. Wow. So. <laughs> Teach me your ways. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. In, you know, got any clarity for that chaos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you need to call her. <laughs> <laughs> so it is challenging, it but is. like I do have a, you know, I'm a two two family ho- household. You know, my husband picks up a lot of the slack that I lay nice. down because mm-hmm. of how business or how busy that I am personally. Um, we started a coffee roasting business together, so now it's been a little oh, bit wow. more challenging again. But um, that's been a really big blessing for us. You call us an upside down household where my husband was a stay at home dad for years, you know, whereas I was the one working, you know, but it hundred percent worked for us. Yeah. Right. Um, a hundred percent, 110% worked yeah, for us. Like you asked yeah. me to stay home and wipe the baby's noses and like, that's not my jam. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I would much rather be working. Whereas my husband is very, very good at those things, right. you know? So yeah. um, that is a blessing. that's what we yeah. did in our yeah. household was we swapped cultural norms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we This whole show is about swapping uh, cultural norms. Yes. Right? <laughs> as far as the trends, interesting things we yeah. do. We're going to come back as we continue the conversation today on Family Flavors to Slide. I'm your host, Frank Sinclair, with Dream Again Business Consulting. You can call us at 719 300 7936. We have the female leaders in the trades industry with us today, and I'm having fun. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a strong legal team to help you through a time of crisis? Unknown of who to contact when the law is overbearing? Are your friends or loved ones in fear and trial is drawing near? Defense is more than simply a word within the hollowed halls of the law offices of Barker and Tolini. Ladies and gentlemen, it is literally a cornerstone that these men work, breathe, and live by every day. For nearly a decade, this prestigious law firm has humbly and diligently labored in defense of the people. The law offices of Barker and Cellini are the premier criminal defense attorneys within the box state, hands down. In your time of legal need, contact the super team of Barker and Cellini at 719-227-0230. Again, that's 719-227-0230. Let them know that you heard it here on the slide so they know we got your back. Contact the offices of Barker and Cellini at 720 South Tejon Street, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80903 or at Colorado Springs On Mondays at 10:30 a.m., join me, Rachel Stovall, for Rachel's Round Table, featuring community conversations plus all your favorite soul music from back in the day. Your favorite community advocate will energize you during our Motivation Monday segment. We'll catch you up on the trends and headlines from all around our community and even the country. And we'll introduce you to movers and shakers that you need to know. Everybody wants to jam to, learn from, or join in 
at Rachel's Round Table on Family Flavors, the Slide World Broadcast Network. Call in at 719-300-7936. Well, we're back. With these trays ladies, you guys are awesome. I am having more fun than an old dude should be allowed to have, right? So, <laughs> in studio with June White, Grace Covington, Lauren Clayton, and the indomitable Bree Reese. <laughs> See, you even said your name right that time. There we so, go. There we go. So, the challenge of the trays. Man, I am... Just to have four ladies that are C-suite in their own right doing some incredible work. Uh, Think about, you were talking about the hearts that women bring, the organization that they bring. And I know because I dealt with trades companies, there's some great fillers that you guys have by coming in and leading these type of organizations. What about the social impact of business as well. Uh, Grace, uh, you had mentioned something off air. That, uh, you want to plug some oh, thank one you. of these great organizations that you're helping? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we are the dream home builder for St. Jude, and we have the home is being built right now, and tickets are on sale. They're $100 each. And if you don't have $100, because I know right now it's tough. Gas is up. Everything's up. Everything's expensive. I recommend just go in on it with somebody um, because, number one, you're donating to St. Jude, and you're helping children with cancer live. Like, 8 out of 10 kids are living because of St. Jude, and we want it to be 10 out of 10. Um, and if you win, you can get a $650,000 home in Banning Lewis Ranch for $100. <laughs> Is that yeah. right? That's, That's right. Word? That's how that $100 works. $100 donated. Uh-huh. And how do people go donate that? Uh, dreamhome.org. Dreamhome.org. Yes, and then tickets are on sale. You dreamhome.org, Colorado Springs, and then you just buy a ticket there. There we go. Yeah. I'm going to go buy a ticket there. Yeah, me too. Because well, it's, yeah. it's important as yeah. a business to You go out, back. Michelle and Frank need a new home. Ah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, well, actually, that's a good question. We, there's a company. It's um, uh, Clifton, Larson, and Allen. They're... Um, they, they're an audit firm. They run metro districts, et cetera. So they draw it, and it's all legit, and there's yeah. witnesses because, you know, yeah. some people, if they, you know, if somebody doesn't win, they might get upset and say it was rigged. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, you guys give the CASA. Who else are you guys at Covington supporting um, as well? Peak Vista, which Peak is Vista. a healthcare for people with access barriers. Yep. And Care and Share, which feeds our hungry in our community. Um, we also give to Salvation Army, which has amazing things. I had no idea that they do. Like, n- not only do they feed people, they shelter people, they give kids toys, they have uh, classes for programs. homeless people. That, yeah, recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also give to the United States Olympic Museum and Paralympic Museum because I believe kids need to be inspired um, and they can get inspiration there. 100% of our charities are all children-focused children because focused. the children matter. They're everything. Yeah. So if it doesn't have anything to do with kids, then we're not part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, as we say in Costa, it's all about the kids. It's all, all about, the kids. about mm-hmm. the kids. June, I know that you and uh, Ampro as well have big hearts for community. Talk about something that uh, is near and dear to you. Yeah, so I'm, um, I've been volunteering with the Angels of America's Fallen. Awesome. Um, and I've been doing that for about four years now, and I was just asked to serve on their advisory board. Nice. Um, so I, I, it was really cool they asked me to do it. Like, yeah, I was on cloud. I'm on it. Um, I have an email and everything and business cards. Um, but, uh, but when you talk about the children, absolutely, it's the same thing. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a military brat. Um, all of my staff are either veterans or come from military family. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching these kids just, you know, stri- you know, just thrive from losing a parent and yeah. joining these activities that Angels provides for them, it's just amazing. Um, and and we, we, um, 
a couple of my guys, we've worked um, with Habitat for Humanity That's on their builds, which yeah. is really fun. I'm going to start doing that monthly, um, working with uh, whether it be realtors or tradespeople, but kind of just getting a group to do it regularly. Like, because they struggle with with volunteers and you know keeping people on staff as far as um, like foremen and supervisors go. So I yeah. want to like help them out as much as possible because it's fun. It is. It is really fun yeah. to do. Um, and I'm on the Women's Chamber of Commerce. Um, I'm in, the, I'm in the membership committee, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm I, on the membership committee. With yeah, you. that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, chamber. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Chamber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then I'm working. <laughs> I just I just reached out to Mount Carmel, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try to start doing things with them as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how much they do for the military community. Yeah, absolutely. Both active duty and veterans, so it, it was really eye opening. Yeah. yeah, and what, we have a uh, a uh, banquet coming up. Don't yes, we? yes. The uh, Angels of America's Fallen has their annual gala, June 11th, okay. um, at the Broadmoor. Um, they are expecting 700 people in attendance. Oh, you nice. can do it live. You can do virtual. Um, uh, you can do like a virtual party if you want to. So if you want to have people at your house or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I've, this will be my fourth gala. Um, you can sponsor a table. You can buy individual tickets. Um, but the kids that are in these programs, they'll perform in whatever activity that they are doing. That's neat. So, yeah. That bring tissues. Um, yeah. <laughs> bring <laughs> tissues. Yeah. Mascara. Yep. Yep. But it's, I mean, yeah. it's such a fun time. It, it's such a really well put on event. Yeah, and then I'm doing the Memorial Day uh, 5K and 10K run at Red Leg. Oh, nice. Yes. That's really that's when is that one? Uh, Memorial Day. Uh, Memorial May 30th. Day. Okay. Yeah. Dang, I'll be there to check you guys in if you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna walk, but yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 You guys at Elite got any things going as far as social impact stuff at the moment, or? Yeah, well, it's always really, really important to us to give back. So we've we've always had a program where we give a hundred dollars for every roof we we do, but we did um, streamline that a little bit this year. Whereas before we would let it be a choice of the client uh, yeah, uh, where yeah. they wanted to give. And what we just found was we were helping a little bit a lot of different places. And right. so what we wanted to do this year is we picked two charities that we want to really make a larger impact to. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is called the Marshall Effect, and it's suicide prevention. We had mm-hmm. um, a lead service technician commit suicide in August. Oh, no. um, so that's really, really uh, critical for us right now to try to get ahead of and save some lives. Um, so that people don't have to go through what we had to go through with losing, losing him. But um, we're also doing, it's called Roofers in Recovery. And so <clears throat> I'm a recovering addict. Um, and in the roofing space mm-hmm. in general, there's just a lot yeah. of roofers that in the have trades. this. In the trades in general, yeah. yes. Yeah. There's just like a, a ton of roofers that this is like their second chance job. Yeah. Um, so we really want to be able to support an organization that then feeds right back into the industry in general. So those right. are the two charities wow. that we've decided to focus on this year. Um, we're also going to do some events and things like that with them. and. Uh, I think I'm going to have the opportunity to speak and things with the Roofers in Recovery, but um, we're excited about that, both of those things and making an impact in those two specific areas, which are really, really close to, you know, elite emotionally. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I know elite build a home for a family down uh, uh, south a couple of years ago. The husband was deployed and the wife was left when that terrible storm happened and we Mm. came in and donated a roof. There, we also did a roof in Pakistan, mm-hmm. uh, donated mm-hmm. one uh, for a church in Pakistan, rebuilding, mm-hmm. and et cetera. When I was hanging with the guys, kind of helped <laughs> lead uh, those mm-hmm. movements and being able to do that. So, and Habitat with Humanity. Yeah, we worked yeah. Habitat yeah. as well, which yeah. is, you're right, it's so much fun. It's so much fun, especially when you're an office admin yep. and like you take your administration out there and it's like all these terms and all these things and yeah. like everything thing that you've been hearing and then to be able to pra- like you know do practical application yeah. of it right. like you better be dang sure I was on top of that roof like, <laughs> I, was, I was tied in <laughs> yes you have to have time. your fall protection yes every I had my fall time. protection but I was like I was I was like, I want to be on the roof safety first <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah how about you Lauren 
well, what outreach you guys have? I mean, my business kind of, uh, the whole cycle of my business actually ends up in outreach in all sorts of mm. ways. So we work with people who tend to have an excess of items. Um, and so we take those items, um, whatever they might be, in excess, and we try to connect them with local uh, community members in different um, places. So Habitat for Humanity, More Than a Meal, um, Family Promise. Right now, yes. Family Promise works with uh, families that were homeless that are transitioning into non-homelessness, being finding a home. But it's actually near and dear to my heart because I have been homeless. And so once you get the space, yeah. It sounds great, but it's not. Because now you're stuck with, how am I going to fill it? Because it took almost everything, probably, to get to this point. Mm -hmm. And then you're stuck with a lot of dilemmas, like, in order to save money, I have to make dinner. In order to make dinner, I need to have pots and pans. In order to have pots and pans, I have to have extra money to buy pots and pans. I don't have the extra money to buy pots and pans, so now I'm going to eat out, which costs money, which perpetuates the cycle. Right. A poverty. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So we want to set up um, systems to where there is excess being brought to people to set them up for success. Right. Because just something like pots and pans, something like having um, measuring cups or right. a couch or a bookcase to right. put a book or a yeah. candle, yeah. Um, those things are the things that we take and then distribute. So we work with CASA as well oh, mm -hmm. um, and get a lot of... Uh, awesome. A lot of the kids, I'm going to get the clumps on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then also just helping them understand that there's systems in place and care tasks and kind of how just to manage being an adult when right. chances right. are they haven't necessarily always had a very consistent, right. you know, somebody there. And so, right. you know, we work with on the back end. So we always say, like, who could you bless with your mess? Yeah. Because we always want to try to reuse, yes. reduce, reuse, recycle, yes. and, and repurpose. Yes. Yep. Yeah. In order to round it out and save Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. are a for-profit and for a non-for-profit. I mean, technically, I should probably also be a non-for-profit, but so far we're for for-profit with yeah. a big mission. <laughs> That's better. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had the time and the energy to do the paperwork. <laughs> Let's really be honest truth. Do I spend all my money or do I not spend all my money? <laughs> it goes back, it goes back <laughs> to that same question, right? <laughs> Go back to the beginning. That's the accountant in me. I'm sure it's a whole lot more than that. But <laughs> On that note, we're gonna we're gonna go back to our, our break one last time before we leave. Come back with our last segment, and guys, when we come back with this last segment, I want you to encourage this young lady, or even if not so young lady, out in our community that's thinking about trades, why they should make it a consideration mm -hmm. and maybe some positive things that we can push them forward with, okay? okay. Frank Sinclair, to be encouraged, show on Family Flavors, the slide. <laughs> Love you. 
Back for our last segment of Ladies and Trays. The, the Be Encouraged show, you can probably tell by the title, but we are all about encouraging our community, just pushing forward hope and opportunity for people. So, ladies, before we end today, I want you guys to infuse some hope in the community. There's some ladies out there going, I thought about trades, and I don't know, and... What say you, Grace? <laughs> <laughs> I say, you know, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Um, there's actually this house she built that's out there. Literally, only women built it. They did the framing, the drywall, the plumbing, the electrical, the roofing, all of it. So I would say just don't let it intimidate you. Don't let it scare you. Um, you know, even if you are going to be one of a, it's like you're a minority in our, in the trades really as a woman. Um, it's the most amazing place. No two days are the same, which is fantastic. You get to meet a ton of people. You have hundreds and hundreds of people out there on your job sites and your projects. And, and you get to see as, as a woman, you get to see society and you get to see community like you never really do like in an office job or in a, you know, corporate job. It's I highly recommend it for women, um, and I guess I would just say don't be intimidated because we need lots more women out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we we just eighty percent of the purchase decisions come from women. Yeah, and that absolutely. <laughs> and if we and if we're gonna buy something or you know be part of something, we should get involved and we shouldn't be intimidated. So. Well, that's a great, great, great segue. Uh, Jill, what, what say you to uh, that young lady that's thinking about the trades? Uh, honestly, a lot, of, a lot of what you said, Grace, but have fun with it. You know, like mm-hmm. prove those naysayers wrong, you know, <laughs> and kind of enjoy basking in your success while, you know, having them shut their mouths to put it nicely. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, don't, it, it is intimidating, but, you know, it, but having that um, the feeling of accomplishment, knowing that you did something that people are saying that you can't do, or is she really gonna be good at this? Because mm-hmm. we've had female inspectors before, mm-hmm. and I know people thought that about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they succeeded, and, and, and some of them are doing very well right now. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm very proud of them for, mm-hmm. for, for keeping on with, with, the, with the trade and right. um, not letting it stop them. Yeah. Right. But just do it, you know, have fun. Mm-hmm. Life is too short. Find incredible mentors yeah, yeah. like uh, June White and Grace mm-hmm. Covington as well to reach out to, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these young women, uh, sky's the limit, yeah. you know, and we need them. <laughs> so we just need you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, what say you, Lauren, about if you're talking to ladies? I know your most of your staff is that way uh, mm-hmm. now. But looking at trades and those type things, what, what words of encouragement do you have to offer? Well, I'm going to reach out to the neurodivergent community. 
that's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, and I'm going to neurodivergent. What is that? Different. Um, our brains work differently than other people's, whether that might be because you have a lack of dopamine that shows up like ADHD or autism or something like that. But for a lot of people that are neurodivergent, Sitting behind a desk, going to school, books are for shelves for me, personally, <laughs> right? Like, so if books are for shelves for you, um, and you, that like statement resonates in your soul, then maybe you should look at a trade because you'll be doing things and learning in the way that your brain works. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to fit yourself as a fish and, and go into the forest, maybe you take yourself out of the forest and put yourself in the water. Mm-hmm. There we go. I like that. There you go. There we go. Put yourself in uh, boom. So I think one of the coolest things that I've learned since, you know, stepping into leadership inside of the trades is, you know, like getting to coach other women and like step into their space and into their minds. Like I always say that my superpower is that I just do not care what people think of me. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I, you know. It's not something I pat myself on the back on. I just have always... I'll do it for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have always had blinders on. I don't sit at a table full of men, and in my head, my, my, my brain is not saying, I'm the only lady here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have credibility. Like, I don't think those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got to step in and start coaching other women and to start seeing, like, this, um, this seed of insecurity that lies within mm-hmm. women, I was like, oh, we got to get that out. Mm-hmm. We got to get that out of there. So, like, I would say be confident. Like, we should be so confident that we can shake a room with that confidence. Like, I want people to be intimidated by my confidence. Like, I, you know, like, I, I 100%, 100%. So just, like, walk into every room that you walk into, sit at every table. Like, why would you not be there? Yep. Absolutely. Why would you, like, shut the voices off and just, like, bring your value in with you to every single situation and i think the trades really provides a platform for us to be able to do that because there's just so much to fix (laughs) Uh, you bet amen to that (laughs) (laughs) so come knock you don't have to you know we talked about this off break like you don't have to be a laborer to get into trades there's so many other options out there and so many different opportunities Um, all you have to do is knock like my entire middle management i raised up from the administrative assistant position. I started as an admin 12 years ago. Um, so I just think there's so much. If you if you have a strength in organization, yeah. like there's a spot for you in the trades. There we go. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone who had the opportunity to listen to us today on the Be Encouraged show, we have outlined why the trades are for you. Join us again next Monday as we uh, explore the space of singleness in Mm -hmm. culture today with a panel of single people talking about how that's rolling. Frank Sinclair, the Be Encouraged group, uh, group, the Be Encouraged show. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, ladies, for being with me today. We'll see you next week. And as always, be encouraged. She's not tight, just letting it all hang out. She's a bread house. I like laying stack, that's a fact. Ain't holding nothing back. She's a bread house. Well, put together, everybody knows. This is how the story goes. She knows she's got everything that a woman needs to get a man.
Ain't holding nothing back. 